Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to this week's Blog Talk Radio. Uh, my name is Jessica Larson, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia Merrill. Today we are going to be doing a special edition in honor of Halloween on Monday and talking about the hauntings of different buildings on St. Bonaventure University's campus. Uh, We have two guests with us today, Joe Flanagan from Alumni Services and Father Dominic Monti, who is a friar here on campus. Olivia, uh, do you want to give a little background on different uh, buildings on campus that are haunted or different stories? Yes, of course. So most universities are thought of in terms of people on their campuses or the classes and activities that they offer, but St. Bonaventure is home to all these things and is also home to a variety of stories that are generated by people on campus and its history. So there are believed to be ghosts and spirits lurking on buildings, and there's a bunch of mysteries around and so many questions about it. And I recall, at least when I was a freshman, the first thing they told me about was that Dev Hall was haunted, and one of the activities we did during orientation was to go and listen to some of the ghost stories. So I've known about this since as long as I have gone here personally, and um, I've read about a lot of it on the SVU archives, and it says that a lot of these stories provide amusement, but it makes it kind of like, it gives character to the university, and it gives us kind of something unique. And I've also seen multiple times on BuzzFeed and like different websites on Facebook saying, how St. Bonaventure is one of the most haunted campuses in the U.S. Um, And a couple of the buildings here that are supposedly haunted are De La Roche Hall, Devereaux Hall, which is a residence hall, which I just talked about. And then there's a couple of just stories going around. But I wanted to direct a question towards Joe Flanagan because I know that he's an alumni here. Uh, Joe, have you ever experienced anything strange on campus or do you believe that there's any truth behind some of these ghost stories? Uh, I would say uh, I have not. I have not experienced any hauntings or ghosts uh, on campus, although a number of my colleagues uh, who have said over in Francis Hall that they've they've had mysterious things, but I've never experienced that. As a matter of fact, I was a student back in the early 70s. I don't remember anyone talking about uh, ghosts or hauntings. So, again, I'd say relatively new. I'd say in the last 30 or 40 years, these uh, stories have kind of, Uh, grown larger yes I agree with that because I think that once a story comes up people kind of just take it and run with it Mm -hmm. and they kind of just build over time Um, but I know that you said that you were a little bit skeptical of it and also yeah Francis Hall is one of the halls that I forgot to mention that's also had a lot of ghost ghost stories behind it Um, Father Dominic have you ever experienced anything on campus any no, activity? no, uh, hmm. I haven't. Uh, actually, uh, myself, I've heard some of the more recent stories, but I very much agree with what Joe said. It seems that over the years, these stories have gotten bigger. Uh, uh, 
actually, I was a student at the time of the famous uh, Fifth Dev incident of the quote yeah. Black Mass, and and uh, that happened when I was a student, um, and it was all very suspicious at the time. All we knew is that uh, some students were expelled. And everything that went on, you know, there was different rumors. Father Alphonsus Treybold, who was here on the faculty for over 40 years, and uh, in fact, maybe we could talk about him because he had a course that he taught on uh, theology and the paranormal. And the uh, students used to call his course spooks <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, he talked about he talked about this. And Father Alphonsus actually was officially licensed by the Catholic Church to be an exorcist. So he was the person that was very much, as a scholarly research, very much into this area. And uh, Father Alfonso said, uh, you know, would talk about us, and he was uncertain what they were trying to do. They were trying to conjure up some kind of spirit, these students on Fifth Devereux. But uh, someone interrupted them, and then apparently one of the students himself uh, was very upset about it afterwards and um but that that incident took place when I'm, in the early I go back a decade before Joe so I was here in the I was here in the 60s uh and when that took place in Devereux but I've never experienced the, anything myself one of the the endearing stories of Fifth Dev I mean uh as Father Dominic said happened in the 60s yet the st- story really continues to live on uh right up till today which is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, most stories kind of come and go, and this one has it's had a life of its own. But when I was a student, the room where supposedly the Black Mass took place on Fifth Dev was above the, uh, what they call the chapel wing, uh, above the theater on Fifth Dev. Uh, when I came back to work here in the, in the uh, 70s, uh, the late 70s, the, the where the mass Black Mass took place had moved to, uh, the side of the fifth dev facing the uh, hickey. So, I mean, it, what, what they call a traveling story, the story's there, but the details always kind of get uh, yeah. filled yeah. in. Yeah, it, it, was, it was on the east wing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but as Joe said, when the stories, they get embroidered, and it all depends who's telling the story, and somebody's version becomes to be the the version that's accepted by most people or the one that's most prominent and then 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 that becomes the truth you know and uh, but i have heard i have heard uh, a couple of people on the staff now uh, over in francis uh experienced have experienced odd things mm-hmm. um but again that's hard for me because that was my first assignment and you know and I I was stationed over there when the place was full when it was the seminary Christ the King seminary in the in the early 70s so it's hard to me think of me thinking that the place is haunted you know <laughs> I mean, yeah but. it's pretty yeah, what are the, over there. it's one other thing I remember the I could go back to fifth dev and and I suppose we could move on but the the room where the black mass took place they said that room is locked. It's never been open again. And when I came back in the in the 70s as a resident hall director, uh, the room was unlocked. It was full, full of old uh, porcelain sinks. <laughs> I also, um, for Halloween this year, I guess that they're giving tours of Fifth Dev. So I feel like that's pretty interesting because yeah. students are so curious mm. about it. 
and that's the uh, the running rumor is that they're they hear people running around on fifth dev from the fourth floor because now everyone no one wants to live on fourth dev because there's that story about fifth dev so they feel like they can hear footsteps upstairs and all types of crazy stories that all stem from that black mass. And that was what I was going to ask you about Father Dominic was about Father Alphonsus because I know he was a huge figure uh, for all the hauntings on St. Bonaventure's campus and his class. I've heard so much about it, and I'm very interested in that. And I think it's really cool that he was such so into the spirits. And I've talked to Ann and Richley about him and heard how he walks around campus and is – would kind of talk to himself, and there was always spirits around him, apparently, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, some of that—I mean, over the, some of that has become embroidered over the years too. You know, I mean, because uh, he was actually very normal. I mean, uh, it was a, a kind of a very well. Joe remembers him certainly very yeah. well too. But he just died uh, a number of years ago. Um, uh, but he—he he was very. He was very quiet, kind of a meek, mild person. When he would actually walk around, actually, like in the winter, you know, you'd see him with his jacket and uh, a, a, a kind of a, a, a fur cap and stuff, and he walked around. But he was out with his rifle shooting woodchucks. <laughs> he, used to, he used to stroll around the campus and then go down uh, um I'm trying to describe that that road that goes. I guess it's called Clare Road that goes over to the uh, the gardens and and Francis Hall and townhouses. There, if you go into the woods, there, there's kind of paths that are kind of elevated because in the old days there was these oil uh, areas where the oil gathered and so on and so forth. But he would walk down there and shoot shoot critters of various kinds. But he was actually a very quiet person. Now about talking to himself, I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the things that he would say, uh, he had given a couple of talks to alumni, and he said a lot of the what we see as uh, hauntings or ghosts are actually very, you know, just very normal things that people tend to uh, embellish. And 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 also, you know, as far as even he was an exorcist, he would get calls, and Father Dama could know this all the time. You know, the middle of the night, he was uh, always called upon as an expert to try to explain things and he said most most um most things could be explained as as normal which which was kind of interesting but i think again especially this time of year we tend to want to uh, again embellish or or uh but he would say no that's not that's not the way it really is and, and at that other time i'd be curious to hear your thoughts about having lived yeah with I, I i think uh a phrase that uh that i remember alphonsus uh Calling himself something like a um, a skeptical believer, in, in the sense that he did believe that there were such instances of of uh, hauntings and this, and of course demonic possession and this kind of thing. But he said ninety percent of them are not true. Are not true. There's some other explanation. So that's what he meant by uh, I think a believing skeptic that. Um, he did believe, you know, theoretically, and had experienced these instances, but he wanted to. Be, you had to prove it to him uh, that that there was uh, not some other explanation for it. But there was a famous haunted house up in Hinsdale that he was actually called in 
by the Diocese of Buffalo to, to investigate. And apparently that he went up and did his exorcism, and then the, the trouble up there that the family had had ended. But they they really, very strange things did happen. I can't you know remember all the details, but there were very documented things, that odd behavior that terrified this family that lived in this house. Um, and he he was called up. Uh, but uh, he would always play down that, quote, black mass thing. He said yeah. they tried to do something, but they didn't have the things that you needed for a real black mass. They they stole unconsecrated hosts, and you're supposed to have consecrated hosts. So they know it would have required them to break in the tabernacle and so on and so forth. And they didn't do that. They did, They took unconsecrated hosts and had some books, apparently, to... Uh, Paul down evil spirits and so on, but it didn't. It, they did. They it never went off. The, this ceremony never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know the other again back to Father Alphonsus, who was such a, a powerful figure on campus here. But he would downplay not only uh, he wouldn't give you details of an exorcism that he he perf- uh, performed or or an investigation. He was very. Uh, he kept it very confidential, I think, just because to protect the, the, the families uh, involved in that. But he, again, he would not uh, get into the what I call the details that all of us wanted to hear about. And uh, it was uh, always kind of interesting to try to draw him out, and he just never, never took the bait. Yeah. The, you probably heard the story about Father Alfonso. He used to, this course he taught, which they called Spooks, uh, uh, Theology and the Paranormal, he he kept the first row of seats vacant for any spirits who wanted to walk in. <laughs> yeah, Anne told me that, actually. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting uh, uh, looking at the, you know, go back to the Bible when uh, uh, you look in the, in the, in the uh, Gospels where some of the apostles thought, it was, they said they saw, uh, I, I guess, Jesus walk in the water, they said it's a ghost. So, I mean, you go back to you know, ancient times, ghosts and spirits were something that people were certainly aware of or, or uh, uh, concerned about. They've been with us a long time. We've uh, talked a lot about Deborah Hall, the Black Mass, uh, Francis Hall. I'm just uh, curious to the both of you, um, De La Roche Hall is another one of our buildings on campus that is supposedly haunted, um, and it's now the science, computer science uh, building, and um, the story says that there was a fire that took place on the third floor of the building, and there was a student working in there late at night on a paper, and supposedly the fire killed a student, and now um, everybody is asked if they see the green light in De La Roche, and that's supposedly the ghost of the student either in there still trying to finish his paper, or he finished his paper and is looking for the remains of it. And um, I'm just curious to you, um, Father Dominic, if you would like to speak first, have you ever seen the green light in De La Roche? Your thoughts on this story and what you think about it? Well, I mean, I, of course, I'm not over at this end of the campus at night generally, so I, I, I never have seen anything. Uh, it's interesting that they would think that somebody was studying in De La Roche. I don't, I don't get that. I mean, De La Roche, in its previous incarnation before – the fire of 1931 that they had the big fire that destroyed the old building, uh, original building. But then the next year there was a fire in Delaroche. At that time it was called Lynch Hall, 
And actually, the upper floors of Della Roach used to be a student dormitory before Devereaux. Um, and so maybe there was something about students from that era. I don't know. But uh, I, I never certainly never seen a green light. But uh, I don't know anybody else has. I, but again, I'm not over on this side of the campus at night, so I... I, I I just wouldn't uh, you know be familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. Joe, are you familiar with the green light in De La Roche or any idea about that no. story? No, I never I never heard I never heard that story either. And again, as Father Dominic said, that building had caught on fire, and it used to be um, used to be a big steeple on the top that that it burned when it burned down. But uh, it was um, I don't. And again, way, way long ago, but I don't ever remember hearing that story um, at all. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There was also a story about Willie Cooper that I was wondering if either of you had heard about. Um, That was another dev legend, too. He was a World War II veteran, and it said that Willie visits the building and walks around and there was a memorial outside of Dev that used to be there, and it's said that the memorial was old and had kind of weathered, but that the name on the memorial had always stood out, and I don't know if you guys had ever heard of that legend, but it was just another kind of Dev to either miss or I'm not sure. I think I kind of remember the memorial used to be around Devereaux Hall. There used to be like a fountain in the middle of Devereaux Hall Courtyard, too, Um I'm trying to visualize the way it was, but I do remember some kind of memorial uh, at that end of the campus, but I don't know whatever happened to that memorial or um, where it went or it was moved. I mean, we have that war memorial now outside um, uh, outside the Riley Center, you know, but I don't know what happened to that uh, the old memorial. But, mm-hmm. It's funny because I do remember that story uh, you, you mentioned about um, – and I don't know the name, but the, there were there were plaques, metal plaques fixed to the statue to the memorial outside of Devereaux Hall, and uh, it um, his plaque was a different uh, uh, different color or a different. Uh, it was not as weathered as the rest of them, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that was. Um, I, I don't know what the reason. It might have been it was added later. But I do remember students would take the plaque off and put it under their bed at night, and and uh, sleep with it, and then put it back. But I do re- I do remember that. Oh story. really? That, was, that I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember tell someone tell me that 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 again. It was a it was kind of a flat metal um, memorial, and his plaque was different. And it, and maybe that's all it was. It was it was different. It could have been, you know, put in later because we've added names to the uh, veterans memorial in front of uh, the Riley Center uh, because we we learned someone had died in the war that we didn't know originally. So their name's been added. So if, if a plaque was added uh, at a different time, uh, it would certainly maybe be from a different vendor. So it might have not weathered as much. But I, do, but I know that story. I have heard that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that well, was an interesting one. This has been uh, really great. Thank you, uh, Joe and Father Dominic, for joining us today, and uh, thanks, Olivia, for my being my co-host. Um, if there's no other spooky stories we'd like to share about Bonas, um, we'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. here on Blog Talk Radio, and um, I hope everyone has 
happy Halloween and enjoy the weekend ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much for asking me. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.